Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast. So, Bo, um, I thought I thought Thatch wasn't supposed to be here this week. What do you mean? Yeah, I did. Of course, I'm here. Oh, are you, are you feeling okay, Set Thatch? You sound a little different. No, I sound exactly the same as ever. In fact, without further to do, I think we should go back to Gen Four. Don't be a dummy bear. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Paco! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again! Listen to the shit with the phone and It's Paco! Paco! And welcome to the 238th episode of the Paco Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-hosts. I'm Bosevis. And Gator Maximus 13. And we are here to bring you a Pucklicious episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. And it is more than just a podcast. It is a community, a website, where we all come together, have tournaments, hang out, chat about Pokemon. We are very glad that you found us today. So, I'm going to start with what I ask my co-hosts every week. What have you, be guys, what have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately? Bo? Um... Well, I've started work on um, a few different teams. I wanted to make a regenerator core team, but then I saw this um, like sand core team that I really liked, and I can't make up my mind, so I'm just doing both of them, and so it's taking a long time. Um, and I want to battle gym leaders with them, that's the idea, but I should probably just start battling gym leaders if I want to win any badges by the end of the summer. <laughs> All right, what about you, Gator? I am just living that gym leader life. I uh, had some battles this week, good times. Um, I still have a winning record, but there's a couple couple more people that have claimed the badge. Mm, So we'll see how it goes. Well, in case our listeners are wondering, 
the Summer League is our annual, well, league, in which you get to battle one, two, up to ten gym leaders, and if you beat at least eight of them, you're allowed to participate in an anime-style tournament at the end, where the Summer League champion is elected. And, well, myself have been doing stuff for the Summer League as well. I am, of course, the ground-type gym leader in the Summer League, but I have also been breeding Pokémon to take on other gym leaders in the League. So, it's been pretty much the Summer League for all of us, then. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to bring to the table? N- make sure you grab your Manaphy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's going to be in the news. <laughs> Um, my, I have a Pikachu piggy bank that I got for Christmas, and it is just about completely full. That's, uh, that's something. It's so heavy that I need two hands to lift it. And, wow. and, and, yeah, I can't, I can't currently lift it right now with my sprained wrist at all. I tried earlier to face swap with Pikachu. You sprained your I... wrist, so you're back to fat Gen 1 Pikachu, essentially. Yeah... Yeah. Mm, that sucks. (laughs) All right, guys. I think we can wrap this up and move over to the news. So, cue the epic music. Radio this just in. And in the news, first a tiny bit of Paco news. As you may perhaps have figured out, I'm not Thatch, of course. Thatch has been replaced by the fluffiest whimsicott for reasons that do not need exploring at this juncture. Don't worry, he's gonna be back maybe next week. Not if we have anything to say about it. It's not going to happen. It's Our plans come to fruition. I'm Anybody that's been sticking with Puckle understands that we roast Thatch and praise Whimsicott. This is the delivery of everyone's hopes and dreams this episode. All I'm, I'm saying. just saying, he left me in charge, and that might not have been the best idea. And I'm not just talking about my faint and tenuous grasp of the English language. You'll see that. (laughs) You'll see. Well, while Thatch was away, we got some pretty big news dropped on our heads because Korokoro leaked and two new Pokémon were released. The first Uh is Nekoala, the half-awake Pokémon. It's a normal-type Pokémon, and its ability, Definite Sleep, seems like it will prevent it from being afflicted with any status that is not sleep. If this thing evolves and has good stats, it might be extremely overpowered. What do you guys think? I don't even care. It is adorable. I know, right? (laughs) He's so cute. (laughs) I love that it's the half asleep. I hope that's its Pokedex entry. The half asleep. I wonder. I wonder though if they're not just going on a spree of renaming abilities. Like that sounds really close to insomnia. No, insomnia prevents sleep. you from falling asleep. This one prevents you from having any status that is not sleep. So you that's can't weird. be burned. You can't be paralyzed. You can't be poisoned. You can just be put to sleep. That's why I meant it might be a bit overpowered. If this is a physical attacker that can't be paralyzed or burned, 
Mm. I don't see a I don't see a koala Pokemon being all that fast. Um, mostly because koalas in real life have the smooth brains, which means that they don't have a whole lot of like the thinky thinky parts. Um, I stole that from a YouTube video, but um, they uh, they're rather not quick and rather dumb. I mean, not like yeah, 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 like yeah, they're they're dumb. They don't. <laughs> they will you like sleep in a tree. Nice, I, I was trying to be nice to koalas because I love them. I love all marsupials. The only thing I really want for this Pokemon is for at least one Pokedex entry to mention the fact that if it's climbing on a tree and you put a hand on its head, it's going to climb down from the tree because that's what koalas do. It's really? Adorable. You put a hand on their head and they just climb down? Yeah, because they feel some weight on their head and they just climb down very slowly until they reach the ground. It's I want it to turn into a drop bear. That's that should be its final evolutionary form is drop bear. Drop bear? Yeah, you don't know about drop bears? Uh, no. Any of our Australian listeners should write in next week and explain <laughs> this horrible, horrible creature to everybody. They're they're a terrible menace that plagues the people of Australia. Okay, I'm not sure I want the details on that. Let's move on to the next new Pokemon, Iwanko. <laughs> it is the puppy Pokemon, and it is a rock-type Pokemon. Its abilities are Kinai or Vital Spirit, and everyone is going to recognize it as the Pokemon that was glimpsed in the first Korokoro trailer. It's a bit weird, I think, because it looks more like a normal type than like a rock type. What do you guys think? I mean, you can't base looks off of... Uh, Poochiena might not look like a dark type initially either. So, I don't know. I think we got to give that one a little bit of time to... Let's see what the next evolution is to decide whether or not we think it's dark or rock. It's probably going to have one, but we don't know for now. So, um, yeah, the thing oh, I was going to say, my quarrel is that um, most rock types are physically characteristic of uh, have some sort of rock. I mean, Aerodactyl doesn't really, but it's a fossil, and I mean, you could tell that it was by its color, and I mean, it has. What's his name? Iwanko has uh, has rock collar, and I guess it does have like a rock collar, um, so yeah. that makes more sense. I think it looks more like a ground type, but now that I'm like, oh, it's got a rock collar, it makes more sense. Um, but most rock types are very like characteristically rock, like you can yeah. see it physically on them, except for like Super whose whole gimmick is not looking like a rock type of being. Exactly. I mean, I was thinking compare this to Rock and Roller and that's a long it, way away. Yeah, Geodude or um, I mean, the only ones that are like that don't necessarily look that way I'm thinking are like fossils like Arboris and uh, Yeah, and uh, we assume that the theory is correct that the rock type is gained by being a fossil then anything is fair game with them, really. Yeah. Well, I think I think these two are are you know zigzagoons of this generation. I think that's what we're looking at when we see these mons. It's so possible, that's why I'm inclined to believe that they'd have an evolution and stuff like that. I mean, there is yeah. something Korokoro said that seems like it might be quite interesting, and it is that Rowlet, Litten, Poplio, and Diwanko all hide a secret within their body. But not Nekoala. 
So there is something that is specific to only certain Pokemon, and we don't know what well, it is. That sounds like Mega Evolution to me. Maybe. Mm. Maybe it's something new that has something to do with the famous stones that do not have anything to do with Pokemon Fusion or Burst or anything, otherwise Thatch is never <laughs> going to come back. <laughs> um, I notice as I'm looking more at Iwanko, on its collar, it's got those uh, diamond shapes. And if I'm not mistaken, they're the same shapes seen in like the title art for Sun and Moon. Do you know what I'm they're saying? They're similar, um, but they do not have the same 3D effect. So No, no, they don't. You're right. But um, just to, just to add a first-glance similarity. Mm -mm. All right. Let's move on from this new Pokemon because someone is finally getting their day in the limelight. Zygarde has been revealed to appear in all of its forms in Pokemon Sun and Moon, and game footage has been released of all of its signature moves, and they look pretty darn amazing. We have seen footage for 10% Zygarde and for 100% Zygarde, which is called Complete Form in English. And they look pretty good. We've seen 1,000 waves, 1,000 arrows, and a completely new move for Zygon Complete Form, which is called Core Punisher in Japanese. And, well, guys, if you haven't seen the trailer on Serbi, I'm going to spoil it for you. The big mecha Zygarde fires a beam that draws a Z into the ground. It's Zoro, guys. Isn't that amazing? Zoro God. Yeah. I mean, I love yeah. it. What did you guys now, think? I wonder, I'm wondering where Zygarde's place is going to fit in with stuff. Because is this all prepping for giving him his own uh, Pokemon Z after Sun and Moon? Or is he going to be incorporated in the events of Sun and Moon? I don't know. This focus on... I don't think we've ever seen a focus like this on a throwaway legendary in a game coming back like this one has. Yeah, wow. it's definitely interesting. It is very interesting. It seems to bring some truth to that theory that Z was at some point a project, a game that was in the works, at least in theory, and then it was abandoned to focus on Sun and Moon. I don't know if we will ever know about this, but there's still some more news, although maybe not as big as this one, so we should move on. The first thing oh, I, is I, that... I, I, what? Okay. I was just going to comment that... Um, South Kalos is still technically unexplored, um, and I know that uh, that Lola is uh, this island region, but possibly still South Kalos? Maybe? I don't okay, know. That's so far, all of the regions in the Pokemon world that have taken inspiration from a real-world region have been in a relative geographic way positioned correctly. So, I don't see Hawaii being just south of France, but that's just me, maybe. Okay. So, well, we've already established the Pokemon world looks different. So, it does. It, inspiration versus placement. Uh, uh, and there was also, like, a map, I recall, that was put up in uh, one of the characters' houses. Somebody found it on Serebii mm. that looked like it had the different regions close together. So... Well, that would have been 
a map of Japan, but if you add Unova, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will have to research this more thoroughly. I just wanted to give people a heads up that there is a chance to get a shiny Mewtwo with its hidden ability of a nerve. It's going to be distributed by code, but there is a very special way to get this code. You have to have received a play point in some way. You have to have participated in a play Pokemon VGC event. And if you have... TCG doesn't TCG. count, unfortunately. You don't get... Oh, those play points don't count either? That's sad. Yeah, okay. it's... I'm, it's weird, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Unfair, you can't play TCG with a digital Pokemon, though. Come on. Well, I, I know that, but if I had a point, I could... Um, but... So that counts towards, like, online competitions, right? Um, the yes. uh, battle Very spot or whatever? In fact, uh... June international competition, which will be valid uh, to get this play point because you have to get it and have sure you make sure you have a valid email added to your account before July 10th. So anyone playing at U.S. nationals is going to be eligible for this. But if you are not going to play in the VGC at U.S. nationals, you still have a chance by signing up for the June international challenge online. Then, oh, this is interesting. Keep an eye on your mailbox, people, because you should have received your Mew code from the Pokemon Trainer Club newsletter. If you I did. Good. If you haven't checked your spam bin or something. Then we have a Pokemon patch coming. And I've heard that this patch is nerfing some Pokemon that needed nerfing. But I'm not a pocket expert. Have you guys heard anything about this? Bo um, is the only one who's played any pocket. <laughs> I played it one time over beers with a friend. Okay. <laughs> and um, I destroyed him. Um, hey, listen, that's never stopped us from giving in-depth analysis before, that is okay? That is, that is true. I could have beers and do one thing one time and be a pro. Look at me, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> um, you talked about the TCG and I'm sure then you know that Steam Siege, the new expansion is officially out yes, so it you is. can find and that my in store has and... none of them what? my store has none of them that's bad I'm angry about it it's, it'll be okay. <laughs> I hope you guys are going to get them soon we but... should, I put it in our uh, out report <laughs> <laughs> Bo is single-handedly making sure that his store is stocked with the high-quality Pokemon items. A-plus, Bo. A-plus. I have a lot of, like, Pokemon merch. I have a belt buckle and earring that I, like, wear every day, along with my lanyard, my wallet, my phone case, and, like, sometimes my socks, and... And, like, so people point that out and, like, know that, like, I like Pokemon just by looking at me, and so they'll be like, hey, do you have any Pokemon stuff? And when I'm like... No, they're just like, well, what the heck, man? You're wearing all this stuff, and then you don't even have Pokemon cards here? And it's like, I know, I suck, I'm worthless, so I make sure that we have Pokemon cards so that I can wear my stuff and be justified. Good. Okay, and finally, I have some possibly bad news and some good news for the people of good old Europe. The possibly bad news is that 
Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions have got, has gotten two new dates in the United States. So they may have left Europe forever, and I didn't get to see them. The first you were sick. Oh, come on, guys. The first date <laughs> is in Orlando, Florida, at the Walt hey. Disney Theater, 2 p.m. on Sunday, April the 30th, 2017. And the second is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, at the Sony Center for the Performing Arts, 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, May the 6th, 2017. So maybe me can, mm. that can make the one. That's cool. But Everybody can come visit me and go to the Orlando one. <laughs> yeah. I will come visit you in Orlando. <laughs> that sounds awesome. The good news for the people of Europe is that, A, Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia and Pokemon Rangers Guardian Signs are now available per- for purchase in the Wii U Virtual Shop. And if you go online and type the Mew 2016 code into the mystery gift, you can get another Mew. Unless, of course, you got the GameStop Mew from a while back, because it's the very same event, and you can't get two in the same copy of the game, unless, of course, you restart the game. But hurry up, this distribution is only going to be up until the end of the month. So if you have extra games to get another Mew, go ahead, farm those Mews. I think that's all. Um, that sounds good to me. I haven't seen any other Pokemon news. How many weeks are left in the Summer League? When does that end? We should probably talk about that every episode. We should probably do that. And I would, if I only remember the precise end <laughs> of the Summer League. <laughs> but, but it, is, it goes until the end of July, though, for sure. Okay. So summer League is uh, very end of July, and then the tournament starts. Okay. August. So, I think it's okay, July. so you have six I weeks? Yes. Roughly? Uh... Well, yes, roughly. A friendly reminder, those six weeks are going to fly by, and if you try to get all the badges in the last week or in the last two weeks, you are going to fail miserably. So start getting those badges this week. This was your friendly PSA from Winsicott, who did try to get all the badges last year in the last week and failed miserably. Now I somebody also- going to try to do it now just because you told them they can't. And here's the thing, too, just speaking as a gym leader for both years, like, we only have so much time. Two hours is ultimately not a lot of time, and we give uh, precedence to people who haven't tried. So if you do get a chance to battle us and you don't uh, get clincher badge, you, you know, when in those last two weeks, you might run out of time to e- even face us. We'll do our best to help you out, but, you know, yeah, we, we've so been... At the end of this tournament, I'll have spent like at least sixteen hours waiting around on uh, Puckle Chat. So come see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't leave him all alone for three weeks and then swamp him in the next two weeks. That's not nice. Uh, that's what I'm gonna Please. do. Oh, thanks, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but only I'll just I'll just save Gator for last and then. Take up all time. <laughs> oh, and, and as an, another friendly reminder, too, if you are finding trouble meeting with gym leaders' times, um, you can always uh, send them a private message and work out a time that works for you. We know we have international listeners and we have, inter- we have listeners that work. So just because you have a weird schedule doesn't mean you're exempt from being able to participate with us. We want us to be open to everybody. So come on out, even if you do have a weird schedule. Well said, Paul. And I think now we can move on to my favorite news segment, 
the Paco Quiz, after this bumper which Thatch will insert for us very kindly. And welcome to our new segment, Puckle Pokey Quiz, Whimsicott's favorite segment of the show. This day to the... No, it's not gonna be my favorite, because I don't get to play! I get to be oh. the gracious host of the game. I have prepared five perfectly doable and answerable trivia questions for my co-hosts, and I will now present it to them. Are you guys ready? I was born ready. I'd like to remind the audience that I am kicking tail in this game because our other co-hosts have not stepped it up and decided to hop into hosting duty, so that means Gator gets to win. That is indeed Just throwing it out there. Gator is leading the ranks of the gamers with nine points, followed by Shamu with seven and Maximus with five. Bo is still unranked, so Bo, this is your chance <laughs> to get some points and get back into the game. Yep. I, uh... Yeah. Alright, let's do it. Let's get some all win. Right. That just means I'm, Gator's gonna get further ahead the more points I get, but I'm going for all six. Well, there will be one day when Gator is not on the show and you are, and that will be your chance to catch up to him. Oh, uh, well. One day, Gator. You better, okay. you better hope that day I am sleepy. And or... Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. All to right. be honest, I think we all, all we have established so far is that Gator and Maximus should never be on an episode together, otherwise none of us <laughs> will ever have a chance to catch up with them again. <laughs> okay, <sighs> you guys ready? I'm going to read the first question to you. Okay. As of Generation 6, what Pokémon type is the rarest? Note that there Where's are two answers to this question. If you say them both right, you get a bonus point. Well, I want to okay. say that one is probably fairy. Um, I don't know. Fairy's kind of popular. It is, and they did rehash some old Pokemon, but um, it's still just so new that I want to say that it's fairy, but it also seems kind of obvious. My other choice is electric. Um, because there just, like, aren't a whole lot of electric types. I, I think we'd be closer with, like, ice types, because I remember we discussed this uh, on an episode the other day. Yeah, when you so were going like, over uh, which type had been paired with every other combination, I remember that one. Yeah, we were talking about that, so I, I feel like ice types are... Are we counting dual types in this fluffiest? Well, yes. Uh, yeah, of course, anything that's got the type. But we we know for sure it's not flying or water, because that was, uh, they're yeah. the most. Friendly reminder, um, you have about ten seconds, and you can get a hint and an extra minute on one of the five questions, if you want. Okay. Um, well, do you want to just give an answer, uh, Gator? I, one, if not two. I feel like ice is one, and steel is the other. I, okay. I'll go with that. He's the Those are your two answers? Yes. Mm -hmm. You get one point. Because I think oh. one of the rarest types, but it's not tied with steel, it's tied with ghost. 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 Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I, just, yeah, I couldn't see that one. Mm -mm. Ah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Next question, let me mark down that you both got one point. 
The next question uh, I'll take is... One, uh, I'll take half of his, actually. It's Bosephus' first point! Whee! I bad him on the board! And in the meantime, Gator rides into the double digits. Yes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Way to take my, uh, my win there. <laughs> oh, sorry, it had to be done. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Question number two. What is the only bug-type Pokémon that evolves through friendship? Um... Friendship? <laughs> what? Okay. Going um, through some bug-types. It's not Gen 1. It's not Gen 2. I don't think it's Gen 3. What bug types were there? Was, there was Wurmple, it's not Wurmple, not Surskit, not, uh... Oh, is it, is it, um... Would it be... No, that's Grass, dang it! I was thinking Cherubi, not Scyther, no, uh... Is it, is it Shedinja? No, he no, evolves at level 20. it only evolves at level 20, yeah, with an extra um, space. Dang, I just don't know all the bug types all the time. Ahead. It's not Excelgore or um, or Shelmet. It? It's not. Oh, would it be Levani? Bug Grass. Mm -hmm. The I don't know if that's level or not. Um, Only a few seconds left. Uh, do you want to give us? Uh, do you want to do the hint on this one, Bo? This is one of the easy questions, though. <laughs> um, no. Well, maybe. Uh, uh, what is it gonna be? I'm gonna say Levani. And you get uh, the point. It is the correct answer. Yes! Very good. Yes. <laughs> good job. Woo. I thought you guys good would pulling not that get one out, there, Bo. but... Yeah. Bo I'm sure I was gonna drop the ball, but... The what is that one? That one's Swadloon, isn't it? Swadloon yeah, is, is the... Swadloon into Levani. Very good job. Okay. This is a lot harder, because like, I know all the Pokemon if I see them, but if I don't see them, I don't know that I know all the Pokemon. Think about yeah, it. That's I why it's, it's so tricky. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I just had my little Pokedex on my phone, because I use that daily just to look up info, but... Yeah. Huh. Friendly reminder to our listeners, the co-hosts are not allowed to use Google or the internet while they play this game, so... <laughs> Yeah, we're confirming our uh, <laughs> our love to the franchise. How well have you memorized everything about Pokemon the game? I mean, which is, and it's it's harder to answer the questions under pressure. So because you're sitting here and you're like, exactly. <laughs> what, what's what's every bug type out of the 721 Pokemon that there are? <laughs> and which one did you spend time evolving by friendship out of all of those Pokemon? <laughs> right, because uh, I don't know about bug types at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fluffius. Lay it on us. Impressed. Let's move on to question number three. What is the first ice-type Pokemon in the National Pokedex? Oh, uh, I think it's I think it's Seal. Um, I'm going through them in my head. I'm pretty sure that it's Seal. You think it's Seal? Okay, hold on. So. Because I'm thinking of numbers, and I know that that I think Gengar was 95, and then um, Cloyster and Shelter are right before that, and I know Seal and Dugong come before in the Pokedex before Shelter and Cloyster. Like, like I'm trying to remember the, the the Pokemon song in my head. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> wait, are you, are you thinking the poker rap? Yeah, but that's not helping me. I'm trying. I used to have it memorized. What is it? Uh, I feel like Seal is close, but I don't. Oh, seconds, guys. Um, um, if I shit, do trio, do 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 Seal. Yeah, it's got to be Seal. Is that your final answer? I think it's Seal. Or no, 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 Dugong, Dugong, Dugong. No, seal's, seal's before Dugong. Yeah, but Seal's a water type. Dugong's an ice type. Are you sure? Yes, yeah, positive. Okay. Dugong. Dugong. And Gator saves the day. <laughs> Woo! Dugong Good for Gator. I did not. I did answer. not. I did not uh, actually know that Seal was only water. Um, Learn something new. Very good oh, job, good. Gator. Good job. Because. I was thinking about that because I was building the team with it. Oh, God. Okay. With <laughs> the save on that one. <laughs> with a dugong? You yes, dugong. dugong. It's not seal. It's so dugong. It's number 87. Uh, 87. So, so I was right about the, the numbers. You were of... right about the evolutionary line, but indeed seal is just water. But, but yeah, seal is just water. Okay. I was just like... Am I close to the Pokedex number? And you said 89, right? Sounds like, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's close. (laughs) All right. These next two questions may be slightly more difficult, but you guys are on a roll. I think you can get them all. Question number four. What is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 700 that is not a Mega Evolution? Ooh, it's got to be a legendary. It has to be. Um, it's and it's not a mega or slacking, for whatever reason. I'm thinking. I know he has crazy, some crazy. I don't know. It's not. It. I'm. I want to say no. Mewtwo was 680, right? Um, yes. And then he got bumped to 720, and then Rayquaza. Who was stronger than Mewtwo before X and Y? That's that's the only thing I. Because you're dealing with stuff with like Kiram. Wait. Kiram. But 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 Kiram has two different forms that add to its stat total. Am I wrong? Because I don't. Wanna... But it's not a mega. Yeah, but they're not megas. But I'm saying, would it be? Oh, but they're still the same Pokemon, just because it's yeah, there's different the forms. I was thinking, like, well, which is it, Kyurem Black or White? Uh, let's go with it. Why not? Kyurem. Amazing. Another correct answer. Woo! You guys that's are the killing part. it. Because she said Mega Evolutions. That's why I was, it was, like, throwing me off. But it's like, that's not a Mega Evolution. That's just a form. A form so, change. Right. Because both black, black are... Both black and white have higher base stats than regular base Kiram. I run a for <laughs> spoil, spoilers for the uh, summer league. I run a Kiram black, so <laughs> nice. Um, and that's the part that like I wouldn't have thought of because I'm like, well, they're different Pokemon, but they're not. They're the same Pokemon, they're just different forms. So that's that's a uh, good teamwork there. <laughs> All right, good job, Bo. Extremely good job. Internet oh, high five. All right. Can you guys get? <laughs> the full score. Can you answer question number five? Well, we missed ghosts, so... But you still got the answer. You got ice, right? So you technically answered 
every question in the game so far. You just missed the bonus point. You still have a hint available, and with it, the extra minute. So, oh. All right. You want to use that this time, Gator? <laughs> yeah, we'll go ahead and use it. <laughs> Before you even ask the question, we'll use the lifeline. Well, you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So I will just give you the hint right along with the question. The question is, what is the only way to obtain the item called Polkadot Bow? And the hint is that you can only get this item in a Generation 2 game. Polkadot Bow? Yeah. I think, I think, Gator, hear me out. I think Snubble has a chance to hold it in the wild. And Come on. That's my only. I don't think there was any. There was a distribution, um, <clears throat> a, a, a outside of Japan. Which I mean, I don't think Whimsicott would necessarily ask us a question that we didn't. What? Know wait, wait, wait. Polka dot. But was it? Wasn't that the Jigglypuff item? I thought it was a Snubble item. No, no, no. And what? What gen did you say? She said Gen two. That's the. That's the hint. Is it's only attainable in Gen two? I think that's got to be Jigglypuff then. Because that's when the um, so I remember you traded over to like gold and crystal or whatever. I th- you didn't I, get it in stadium, I, did you? No, I I think it's Jigglypuff. This is hard because I think it's Snubble. Um, you have the better track record. Buy, you have another minute to find the answer. Well, I think we, we I think we're, we've narrowed it down to two. Um. I just don't remember if that's exactly what it was called. But I know you got something with a Jigglypuff and it was something Polka Dot. Well, if if you have that much that you like know, I'm I'm more confident than mine. Mine's just more like uh I think I remember that being a thing, but uh yeah, I will go with your confidence than my my guess. So you're ready right, to give I, me an answer? Do but but yeah. how but how does Jigglypuff get it? Does it get it in the wild or no, I think you just it just has it when you trade it over. Because I remember when I was transferring the Pokedex over. Oh, because some Pokemon hold items when you bring them up from the old. Okay, so bring up a yeah. Jigglypuff. Okay, okay, that I think that's I our. I think answer. that's what, and it, and it boosts like normal type attack. I think is what it was. Okay. Guys. Okay. That's you that's, have that's gotten that's, the first unplanned of the Pokemon Puckle quiz. Good what? Bye. Yeah, Bo, Internet high five. Internet high five. I'm double high five. Internet, internet high right ten, now. buddy. Oh, well, no, God, I, have I, a, I have a sprained wrist. Internet high five. <laughs> I, am, I am so pissed right now that I'm. Ugh, I should have got ghost. Ugh, I wanted a perfect score. Guys, I'm gonna... This was an amazing job, anyway. And with this, Gator rises to the absolute top once more with 14 points. Shamu is still oh. closely following him with seven points. But Boo <laughs> has entered right onto the podium. He's tied for third place with Maximus with five oh, points. Oh, Ethan! I didn't realize I passed, so I passed up like Ethan and Scrawn and yeah, and me. Yeah, and you. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. should have for the harder questions. <laughs> that adds icing to the. Well, no, uh, out of no, curiosity, was, what was? Oh, what were you saying? 
I was gonna say no. Don't ask any harder questions because that was like at the limits of my Pokemon knowledge right there. <laughs> that, I'm sitting there racking my brain. I'm like, polka dot bow. Where have I <laughs> seen that <laughs> before? <laughs> yeah. I like, well, I'm glad we didn't do it. Think that you guys could get all of them, but you did. I am amazed. Good job. Out of curiosity, what was the um, incredibly difficult question that you had? Okay, I will ask you this bonus question, but you're gonna get no points because, huh, uh, uh, I mean, I bo- have to catch up to you guys someday. Bonus? Can we, can we, can we re-get the bonus point we missed? No. Ah, uh, alright. <laughs> but you get I'll, the satisfaction we'll take it. of but, getting it. But this one's for bragging rights if we get it. Hmm? Alright, let's do this. Okay, the extra hard question was, what is the only HM that is found in the same place in all Generation 5 games. What? <laughs> I told you it was hard. Did anybody, did anybody actually play those games? <laughs> I did. Gen like Black, black 2, White 2? In all of them, there is one HM, and only one, that is found in the same place in all the Generation 5 games. All four of them. Uh, makes me want to say, I want to say either prob- like cut or what water. I think dive was in Andela Town both times, wasn't it? Could you use dive in black and white? I'm pretty sure you oh, used dive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think you got them from the same guy. Yeah, and it was post game that you got it. I think. Yeah, so you can go exploring. I only played that game, each of those games one time. That, um, that would have been your answer. I, I think I think dive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's in that it's that rich town. I guess it wasn't that hard after all. Oh, <laughs> that was the correct right. answer. Your team! <laughs> Man, I tried not to be too hard on you guys, but well, I totally underestimated you. You probably can answer questions I can never even think of. This is it. No, guys. that was I- I'm hanging it's my tree shoes, and this is it. I-, I am moving on to the topic because I cannot take the shame. I will catch you guys in the next segment. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com, where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop! And as Thatch would say, on to the topic. Today our topic is Pokemon League Champions. By which For those I mean... of you who can't read. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> That's an old yes. one. I do that every time Thatch isn't here. He hates it. <laughs> Alright. Let's try not to peeve Thatch too much. I do want him to come back at some point. Because doing this is not as easy as he makes it look. Okay. Pokemon Champions. The first and most memorable Pokemon champion is obviously Blue slash Green slash Aspart. 
depending on your name. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave two words for a derriere in the same word. <laughs> no, one was an animal, of course. I'm a polite person. That you are. <laughs> How dare I? Yeah, Blue, uh, well, we all know Blue. He's the son of Professor Oak, the grandson of Professor Oak. He's your rival, and he was perhaps the biggest and first plot twist in Pokemon, except that who really got to get to Blue as the champion and did not know already about it? I mean, did you? I think the bigger reveal in that game was Giovanni being the 8th gym leader, the bad guy the whole time, but... Um, it, it was also kind of foreseeable, um, but yeah, I don't think anybody went through the games that didn't play like the very like the first person that played through the game and was like, "Oh, my rivals at the end, that's cool." But yeah. you literally see him go take on the Pokemon League right before you do, so uh, <laughs> it's kind of about word of mouth. So yeah, well, Blue was a pretty serious champion. He doesn't have a type. His team is built to counter yours to a certain extent and I mean raise your hand if you never had trouble beating blue at the end of the game I know I did I, I didn't I always had level 100 Pokemon at least I'd, <laughs> I was that guy who would like to just grind in between gems oh. <laughs> I would never take on a gem unless I was like 5 or 6 levels above the highest guy <laughs> see I used to do that too I, I, I didn't I was an adult Ain't nobody got oh. time for that. I mean, <laughs> come on. Let me let me tell you something about eight-year-old Bo grinding through silver just to <laughs> just for no reason. I did not fight the first uh, Faulkner until I was uh, like level eighteens, and his strongest Pokemon's level died. Oh my goodness! No, no, no. I also listen. Did, didn't if you're playing out, like, basic game, if you're not sweeping, you're not winning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Seventeen-year-old Whimsicott didn't even have time to get a Gyarados. I just Aww. put that out there. Yeah, I ran with a Vaporeon. I was okay with that. More than okay with that. I love Vaporeon. I still do. Twenty-three-year-old Bosphus just got a just got a Gyarados in his red version in Mount Moon. So like, I don't even feel that bad. I just realized that you are twenty-three right now, and I'm feeling horrible. Oh, anyway, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on from Blue. The next champion of the Indigo League is Debatable. I mean, obviously, right after Blue, Red becomes champion, but you never get to battle Red as the Pokemon League champion. You are Red when Red is the Pokemon League champion. And by the time you go back to the game as Gold, Silver, or whatever... <sighs> Red is off doing its thing on Mount Silver, and the champion in the Pokemon League is Lance. Now, oh, like right, Lance. because they share the Pokemon League now. Um, as a dragon trainer, my, as a dragon trainer myself, Lance and I are cool. <laughs> Down with him. I, I do remember that my very first time um, defeating Lance. Um, it was it was very late on a school night. I was again eight or nine. And um, my parents were telling me to turn it off and go to bed, and it was a Game Boy Color, so it doesn't—it wasn't lit at all. And I had just defeated his last Dragonite, and it's going through the dialogue to make me um, Hall of Fame champion. And uh, my parents were like, "Fed up," and I was like, "No, all I have to do is save. 
they're like, no, you're going to bed. And they like turned my game off and took oh. it away. I was like, you don't understand Ooh. what you just did. And I had to refight the entire Elite Four because oh. I was dumb and never saved before anything. And oh. <laughs> that was that's probably one of my most memorable uh, champion battles. But I, I cried myself me. to sleep that night. Yeah, that was a, that was a hard night as a that as a great. That is terrible. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> anyway. Red's nature as an official league champion in the game may be a bit debatable. At least according to me, you both guys think he is absolutely a champion. Definitely. He won the ninth Pokemon. Yeah. Lance (laughs) is absolutely the champion, and he is also famously a cheater. Because he's Two Dragonites. And a hypocrite. Three Dragonites. And they both have illegal levels. All, yeah, all three of them. There's there's two at 47 and one at level 50. Yeah. What's with that? I mean, he does... Well, but Team Rocket better not do that. Yeah, he Jerks. does try to redeem himself by helping you with Team Rocket, saying, Oh, the people of Team Rocket are forcing the poor Magikarp to evolve the hypocrisy. I mean, <laughs> look at his team. Now, of course, some people do say that it was the radiation that his Pokemon received while he was fighting the radio signal, but he already had a Dragonite then, so... Mm, he he might not be using his strongest Dragonite, but as Pokemon League champion, why wouldn't you use your strongest Pokemon? Yeah, I mean... But, people but then again, with, uh, his Dragonite was level 60... Two level sixty-two in um no that's red isn't it? no he's sixty-five his dragonite is sixty-two yeah in um in red and blue well another theory is that you know he's from Blackthorn City he's from mm-hmm. the dragons den and so maybe his dragons have special powers or something but in my eyes he's still a bit of a cheater that's even more cheating if he has access to special Pokemon with special powers. What is this? Unfair. Yeah, yeah it's like... I mean, you it's like you getting, I don't know, a freakish Pikachu with a light bulb who doesn't evolve, or a special starter Pokemon that almost nobody can have. What's with that? <laughs> okay, how many how many trainers in, in specifically Gold, Silver, and Crystal have starter Pokemon, not the Johto, but they have... There are lots of trainers with Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. There are a few, you and, right. and the evolutions. Um, Lake of Rage, a guy has all three. But we're at a point a where you're just gifted Lottie twins at random halfway through the game, so... I hate that. I'm not, I'm not inclined to defend the player character any more than that. No. I, that's I'm on a topic like this week, complaining actually. about how easy the game's gotten. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good topic. Let's put that on the, after, or on the back burners. Yeah, but let's move on, since we were talking about the Lati Twins, about the prettiest champions, Steven and Wallace. And yes, I am mentioning them together because they are together, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. Wait, is that canon? Is that well, that's, no, it should be. but there so, is enough so, subtext that one might conceivably have that interpretation. Wait, wait, wait. So I cannot have a uh, Puckle episode about Rule 34, but we can do Slash? No, not fair. I'm not saying you have to write 
porn about them. I just, I'm just saying, <laughs> there's a fine line between Rule 34 and shipping, okay, Gator? It's not so fine. <laughs> I was going to say, it's actually a very broad line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's forget about my preferences in narrative and talk a bit about Steven and Wallace themselves. Steven is objectively one of the coolest champions. Even though his ace is a Metagross, which is a Pokemon I don't appreciate, everything about him is cool. He has style, he helps the player along a lot. I mean, remember the Auras demo? Wasn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I'm personally a big cool. fan of Steven. Um, I don't know that I've played the Ores demo, actually. Hmm? Um, I said, I don't know that I've played the demo, actually. I was really not excited for the for the remake games. I'm still, I still have not beaten Omega Ruby. Like, I'm at Groudon. And well, I was going to soft reset for it. You were the last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like pick it up and I'll play it for like a couple hours. And then I just put it right back down and never touch it for months. Well, Wallace is, of course, only the champion in Emerald back when he used to dress like a serious person. Right now, his outfit is unmentionable, but he was still a pretty good champion. You know, Water is a decent type, whatever Thatch may say about the hardship of making a gym team out of it. They had a Water-type gym, and it was fine. Mm-mm. The very first... Uh Summer League. Also, I need to edit uh, Thatch because on my time hop on the Facebook 2011, I said uh, on Facebook that everyone should come and sign up for the Puckle Summer League. And Gator had said five years running and Thatch corrected him to three. But we all might know, 2011 was five years ago. So Gator, you were correct. I knew I was correct. Sometimes you just have to let Thatch think he's right. (laughs) <laughs> After the trivia contest, I am inclined to agree with both of you on about anything you say. <laughs> our, po- our Pokemon trivia knowledge is solid. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that. It's everything uh, revolving around Pokemon, including communities, dates, uh, let's see, birthdays. Did you know that Magikarp's birthday is, uh, is uh, March 9th? Most of us and I run Bulbapedia. Yeah. Little, uh, you should not uh, have said that. People are going to hound you. <laughs> Gator, anyway. Gator is actually the Pedia part. I'm Bulba. Well, of course you are. <laughs> we all know that Bosophos is a Bulbasaur. <clears throat> Bosasaur. <laughs> or Bulbafis. I haven't decided which one I like more. So, Bulbafis. I guess I should ask you guys, when is Cynthia's birthday? The uh, I found Cynthia? something you don't know. Cynthia, the next Cynthia. champion in our list, the Cena I, champion. I never played fourth gen, so I'm at a disadvantage on this one. Fourth gen was the best gen, and Cynthia was probably the hardest uh, champion I've ever fought. I remember trying to fight her. That Garchomp is uh, nasty. Not to mention the Milotic and Rose Raid too. Like that was not a fun time being playing through that. I mean. And now it's like not a problem because it's in game and none of that is very hard. But I remember my first playthrough having a having a, a time or two with uh, with Cynthia. Oh man, I think everyone who played through Gen Four had a really hard time with Cynthia. Her Pokemon had 
perfect IVs, competitive movesets, the AI was incredibly smart. Even when you battle her in Generation 5 in Andela Town, you're still gonna have a terrible time of it unless you are super prepared. Cynthia is probably one of the strongest champions, right up there with red and blue, probably worse in some ways, I would argue. Um, yeah, I mean, I think her strongest was level 64 and blues was 65, but... Um, I mean, going by level, red has the highest leveled Pokémon. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before we forget, and our fans hate us for it, what is Cynthia's birthday? I have no idea. You guys are Bulbapedia. You should know. Oh, it's July 12th. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were actually asking. Her birthday's Mark July 12th. Mark it down in your calendars. This is Paco exclusive information. <laughs> I, uh, note, I don't actually know that. That's just my birthday. So what? It's canon now. Canon. We share the same birthday. All right. But the other thing I liked about Scythio, though, was that she was very involved in the game before you you faced her. And I don't did did she say in game that she was the champion? I don't think any I mean, champion says in game so. that they are the champion. Well, Alder was. Alder, Alder was. Okay. Yeah. Um, because Steven doesn't, right. and Cynthia doesn't, and Lance doesn't. <clears throat> So. I remember Cynthia being somewhat of a shock um, because um, she was such a such a like recurring NPC, and it's like now I should have called it. But um, yeah, she she just did so much and was so helpful. She almost had like a looker role in the game, and then uh, but was champion. Now now she plays a very champion role. Well, Cynthia was an extremely interesting character for everyone. I think if people were to rank champions by memorability, and I don't mean by just how well they can remember being beaten into a pulp by her <laughs> hair <laughs> I think most people would vote for Cynthia. If they have yeah. played Gen 4, of course. For, for, being, uh, for being the first female champion to be introduced, I think it was... Uh, definitely one of the strongest, if not the strongest at that point. I Minus don't know red. that older Iris or Diantha have ever surpassed her. Maybe you can make an argument for red in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Anyway, let's move on. We have two more generations to cover, and one of them was nice enough to have two champions. The first one, as we have mentioned, is older in Generation 5. He does show up throughout the plot, but he does tell you right away that he is the champion, like the very first time you meet him. So he's an upfront kind of guy. Older has a pretty interesting story, and you actually get to hear it. He had a Pokemon partner who passed away a long time ago, and this gave him like a good hard perspective on what is important in life. And he tries to teach that to the player character and to Sharon. I found him to be a pretty interesting guy. Plus, I love his Volcarona. I'm a Volcarona fan. You know that. Did you guys like Older? I liked yeah, Older's fine. character. I liked his design and um, how he was like that adventuring outdoorsman kind of person. Not like the, the, the sit and wait around to be fought like Diantha kind of champion. Um... That he he was off like doing his own thing a lot of times. I like that character, 
he just wasn't a, a very strong champion. Or oh, very. I, I take issue with saying Diantha wasn't doing anything. Wasn't she the one that was like in and out of like the cafes doing the movie shoots and? Well, yeah, he, but right, but she she had more like this uh, champion celeb status than Alder. I mean, Alder was was living like the Pokemon trainer. Listen, that's I mean, just the difference between France and America, Bo. Okay, that's, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Alder <laughs> takes charge. The French people. They are celebrity. Oh, wait, no, sorry. No, I think you got that backward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the other way around. <laughs> Alder was really a cool guy, but he's no longer the champion in Black Two and White Two. He has been replaced by occasional gym leader Iris. Who is she? The only champion who has traveled with Ash in the anime. I that's true. Is. Well, uh, did Cynthia... I think Cynthia had, like, an arc. Oh. But didn't did not travel. Like, Iris was the, the Misty May... Yeah, uh, ...on character. Re... Restructure. Re... She re, uh, <laughs> re- <laughs> filled the role. <laughs> the rehash. <laughs> Iris, I... I have an ambition to make. I have not faced Iris as a champion yet. Because I'm still waiting to finish White 2. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. You guys are going to have to comment on Iris as a champion in game for me. Please do. I like her because she's a dragon trainer. Like, hands down. That's that's my reasoning. (laughs) How weird. (laughs) We never expected that of you. Hey, she Um, has some cool books, so... It's... I like her for that, just for the simple fact that she's got a team that's like, okay, this is you're solid, you know what you're talking about. I don't know, I'd take a vote for Rosa and Axelus any day, but maybe that's just me. I, I just didn't like, um, I love it when gym leaders get promotions, like Koga, like Wallace, although I didn't really like Wallace as a champion, um, but I like that they do that. I didn't like that she um, became like a princess. Oh, well, um, she because it's very—it's just very unlike her her character. Because, uh, and I'm, I'm mostly kind of basing it off the anime, but like, she was kind of a, an outdoorsy uh, tomboy like, girl. Tomboy, right? And. Um, and then she's like wearing this big princess pink dress at the end of Black and White Two, and it's just very, uh, I, it's just not of her character. I, I don't know. know. You're going by anime personalities, but if you're going by anime personalities, are you really going to compare Ash with Red? They're not exactly. No, but they, but they, but they are two different characters. Um, Iris is Iris. Like mm, in both places, has the same, like more or less, uh, sprite character, you know, uh, artwork. Where Ash and Red are similar, and and one is based off of the other, but they're not. They are not the same person. Mm. Um, it's like Brock in the anime too, which his character in the in the games is a lot like his character in the gym, and then when he leaves the gym, is this other nice person. Okay, I see um, your point. But, but, I, yeah, that's the only thing I didn't like, because, I mean, Iris was a good gym leader, and even in-game, she was, you know, young and 
don't know. Maybe the dress is like a, a, a two years later maturing thing or whatever. Well, I mean, but probably I, I, I don't know. Years, so. Right, and I'm and I'm not saying that like girls can't do both. I just it, it was it just didn't seem like something she would wear as her champion outfit. Daring. Yeah, that's 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 my only complaint though. Mm, okay, let's move on to Diantha, one of the most useless <laughs> champions ever, I would say. And weakest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wasn't very strong, but. To be fair, what NPC was actually strong in Generation 6? <laughs> None, because I had auto experience share for everything. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, I mean, the one time she could have actually hurt one of my Pokemon, because um, Whimsicott forgot that Greninja was a dark type, and mm, she uh -oh. Greninja in against her Mega Gardevoir. And so, boom, Hyper Voice. And Greninja toughed it out because he loved me so much because he had five hearts in Pokemon Ami and I just beat the champion. So. <laughs> yeah. Diantha cannot get a break. Hey, I will give this to Diantha, though. She's not just a champion that's content to sit in the Elite Four. She does show up in the Battle Chateau. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. She does. I, right. I have to say her dialogue when she speaks to Lysander is pretty interesting. I mean, you see a lot of stars obsessed with youth and beauty because that is what the industry is obsessed with. But she says, no, I'm very much okay with playing all the roles because I want to try them all. This is life, and life has many ages and many facets. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I, I don't, like, dislike her. She was just very unmemorable to me. Um, well... Oh, you go. First. Go ahead. No, go okay. ahead. Bo. I wanted to. I wanted to draw a real world comparison. Um, she's very much like Princess Diana. Well, um, she not only in name, name, but it, yeah, it, not only in name, but in uh, appearance. I mean, her hair color is different, but uh, she just. She I don't know if that was. Her, you're right. Drawn to that, but that was my first like immediate impression. Was like. Oh, uh, the champion is Princess Diana. Like, and now I have to go defeat her. Oh, oh, and she's in the spotlight all the time. Oh, well, like, and then she uh, was. I don't know. She wasn't that hard to defeat, but that is an interesting point. Okay. Yeah, it was just uh, yeah, just something. The listeners may have noticed that we just skimmed the champions because the real topic is who is the best champions. Discuss. Cynthia. The best champion. Wait, wait, wait. I've got this. I want everybody to look inside themselves and realize it's you. Oh. <laughs> you are okay. the champion. That's Every it. time you go through the game, you are the champ in the making. That's you. it. Gator broke the topic. He's absolutely right. Gator also just revealed that he's the guy that uh, is the, the gym. The. the <gasps> The guts in every gym. And Would anybody <laughs> like some fresh water? Would you, would you like one? Is the champ in the making guy? Yeah! Yes. Whoa. Buckle exclusive scoop, guys. We're gonna be banking on this for years. <laughs> I heard a very interesting theory about him 
um, that he is the character's father in almost every game. Um, he and your mother split for whatever reason, or he went to be a Pokemon trainer and just sort of failed. He's like good enough to get to all the gyms and stuff, but isn't as good as you would be. And so he just sits there and waits and cheers you on and gives you fresh water, like in advice on the gyms, like, hey, I want to help you. I want to, you know, be there and help you out, but because I'm your dad, but but I also like can't tell you I'm your dad for whatever reason. But uh, it was an interesting. I don't know. Maybe there was a a thing. Life's complicated, maybe, fluffiest. Maybe it's hard. It's just sad. Maybe it was like a, an affair kind of thing, like uh, like uh, oh, I'm your dad, but I'm not supposed to be. Because this other that guy that you've been calling dad the whole time. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, guys, we're getting maudlin. Let's just go back to right. Gator's the, the- warm, fuzzy feelings. Yes, you, <laughs> listener, are the best champion. And I think we okay. can close the topic right here. Really? Oh, well. Hmm? What? I, th- I still think Cynthia's better than all of you. Okay. The end. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> listeners... An addendum to Mirbeck, writing all the ways in which you are better than Cynthia. So we can show both. Okay. Or if that doesn't work for you, go ahead and send us your ideas for who is the best champion. Who is your favorite? Why are they your favorite? Is there anything that you'd like to see in the champion for Sun and Moon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want it to be... Probably going I, to I be a to... question. What's what's the what's the guy with the Hawaiian shirt, um, Thatch in forty years? What's his name? I bet he's the champion. Hala. I bet Hala. He's the champion. That would very well be true. We will verify your theory in less than six months. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, we will. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize you we were that close. I think we need to move on to the next segment. So, Bo. Okay, everyone, we will catch you on the flip-flop. Oh, hey, Scrawn, you wouldn't have anything to drink, would you? Why, I just so happen to have this extra can of green Toros. I mean, yeah, that'll work. All right, here you go. It definitely won't give you hooves. (laughs) I mean, okay. That really hit the spot with the uh, definitely non-sugar flavor, and it, it's, it really just tastes like heaven. Oh, I dropped a can. Oh, man, my hands are totally hooves. Gotcha. <laughs> Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Poke of the episode. And today's Pokemon of the episode is Pokedex number 330, Flygon, the mystic Pokemon. Its Gen 3 Pokedex entries read, Flygon is nicknamed the Elemental Spirit of the Desert. Because its flapping wings whip up a cloud of sand, this Pokemon is always enveloped in a sandstorm while flying. It hides itself by... Oh, I already said that, never mind. Okay, that's all. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, the flapping of its wings sound like singing. That's the one I wanted. To prevent detection by enemies, it hides itself by flapping up a... a, a okay, Sandstorm. <laughs> it, it flaps up Sandstorm, say all the Pokedex entry. That was Bone Pokedex entries, everyone. 
I mess it was much worse it, every time. You could almost call it a Bokadex entry. Oh my gosh! I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, ready to pitch this to Thatch because I'm working on um, like a like a 15 minute project uh, audio project that I want to call the Bokadex. That All right, is interesting, but let's keep yeah. it for another time. Yeah, no, definitely. Flygon I just thought it was. Is one of my favorite Pokemon, and you may guess, I totally forced the guys to make Flygon the book of the episode. Mm. <laughs> you yeah, really we had to twist our arms. We we weren't so much as a discussion as this is the poke of the episode. So. <laughs> well, I'm in charge. So <laughs> yes, Lord Whimsicott. Anything you say, Lord Whimsicott. <laughs> Praise be to Whimsicott. Praise. Thank uh, you. We're not worthy. We're werewolves. <laughs> hey, I like Wurmples. They're adorable. All right, but uh, movie reference? Uh, it's Wayne's World. Wayne's World. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have All not right. seen that movie. In case you couldn't guess. <clears throat> so watch the movie. Now it's this is not the movie podcast where we endorse movies. But if you haven't seen Wayne's World, go do it. It's it's quality American cinema. Schwing. All right. So <laughs> just we. Flygon's got a base Flygon. stat total. Uh, he's, got, he's looking at about a 520 base stat total, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's good uh, enough. I mean, they could have just gone on and given him 600, really. He's well, here's the thing. He, need, he is set up perfectly for a mega evolution. He's got base 100 speed, base 100 attack. Really strong. He good is. to go. But then Sugimori got artist block. Unfortunately, I am really hoping, beyond hope, that he gets past that and he can deliver Mega Flygon in Sun and Moon. Please, Arceus, hear our call. <laughs> Lord Helix, <laughs> even better. If, Lord Helix, if, give us Mega Flygon. If they, if they need any inspiration, there's about a half a million uh, Flygon uh, <laughs> Mega Evolution yeah, uh, fake mods out there. Look at those. If you, if you go to... If you watch any YouTubers, they're like top 10 or top 5 Pokemon that need a Mega Evolution. Flygon is almost always on the list. I don't know that I've ever seen uh, anyone not include Flygon in the list of Megas that they want. It was number one in my top 10 Pokemon who need a Mega Evolution article. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> not arguing so, with that. He and Kingdra. It really works out because Flygon is the like the only Pokemon that has a hidden ability with Vibrana and then evolves and loses its hidden ability. So it's really tricky with that. It's got Levitate, which makes it immune to ground and electric attacks because it's already a ground dragon, um, which makes it four times weak to ice, but his only other weaknesses are dragon and fairy. But he also, in addition to his immunities, he resists poison, rock, and fire, so that's really cool. Um, and if you're looking to use him... Um, you probably want to use him in Argue if you're going to play with him at all. Um, he's got de he has access to Defog if you bring it up from Gen Four, um, and that's where he ends up getting his best sets. Like if if you use him in UU, he still needs Defog. Um, but if you're looking at something with like Draco Meteor, Earth Power, Defog, and either like Roost for keeping it alive or U-Turn, and give it a Choice Scarf or Life Orb so it's a little harder. Am I and... a special set for Flygon? 
Uh, sounds like it, yeah. He's got... Uh, <laughs> because that's, that's pretty I mean, interesting. The only when you, when you start using him like that, that's... Ugh. I usually <laughs> see Flygon with physical sets, because it gets access to U-turn. So if you slap a choice card on Flygon, besides getting a really nice-looking combo with his goggles thingies, you can put U-turn, Defog, Earthquake and Dragon Claw on it, and it works decently well. It's just not OU material, unfortunately. I would throw Outrage on it instead of Dragon Claw, personally. Um, it just hits that much harder, and it needs all of the... It needs to take out as much as it possibly can. Right, Flygon's <laughs> not going to stay so in, a, in a fight very long if it takes a hit, so, I mean, yeah. I would definitely also run Outrage first. I don't know, it's not as bulky as Dragonite, and it's not as strong. So, <clears throat> considering you're not going to use Dragon Dance on it, it's not like Outrage is going to be a one-hit KO on many things. You might as well give it some durability, especially if you have Defog on the set and you have Utility with Flygon in the back. Don't you agree? It, it's got... I mean, it has its... What, what's the base power difference? Like, if you're looking at a... Uh, I think Dragon it's 85 Claw. and 120. 80 is Dragon Claw versus uh, Outrage being a, let's see here, 120. So, That's I mean, I that that could be the difference between a knockout and it hanging on if you hit something hard with it. Well, I wanted something right. smart, but you guys are so much better than me at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I it's, tried. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you did make a good point. Um, yeah. Your, your yeah. physical set it would be more attuned uh, to UU, but it's definitely an RU Pokemon. Just put it where it is, clear some entry hazards, <laughs> like use it to surprise them with a special. Because AD special attack isn't that bad. But Draco ba- Meteor's base power would really make up for that, because Draco Meteor's stab is yeah. hard thing in RU. So. Absolutely. So... While Flygon doesn't quite make it to you in the VGC, how does it fare in the TCG, Bo? Um, If there were tiers in the VGC, I'd probably also put the card it has right now, Flygon EX, in R. Um, It's it's pretty. Um, Let's (laughs) see here. It has an ability, Voice of the Sand. Which card is is it and from which set? Oh, sorry. It is Flygon EX from um, the XY promo 61. No, it is number 61. It's for an XY promo. Um, Weak to Fairy, 170 HP. I mean, it's a, kind of just a standard EX. Uh, does an 80 plus. It flip coins till you get tails. This deck is 30 for each heads. Its attack cost of grass, two fighting, and a colorless. So, like, eh. Um, That's like two if it weren't reliant on right, which I mean it's it's not too hard to set up I guess yeah, uh, four energy is quite a bit but... coins, which you've been trying to tell me with Yoshiro that it's <laughs> a terrible idea yeah I mean it's not always a bad idea um, I had a Kyogre EX a few years ago I think that um, that was okay it ran coin flips I think that was the card um, but uh, for the most part, coin flips are just unreliable, especially if like that's where you're going to get your usable damage from. Mm-hmm. It's just unreliable. Um, its ability, once during your turn, 
uh, before you attack, if this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, you may have your opponent switch his or her active Pokemon on uh, your bench, uh, his or her bench, which sounds good, except they get to pick every time. So um, it doesn't, I mean, it's a little bit disrupting, but uh, if that ability were you choose, uh, that, that would be the most broken card. And would See, be, uh, <laughs> I thought it was you choose, and I thought, well, that sounds amazing. But yeah, um, the uh, yeah, you have to. That's the thing with uh, the TCG is you have to really pay attention to text, and you may have your opponent is um, is basically five words for your opponent gets to choose which card they use instead of you choose. Um, if, oh. it, if it would read something like you may switch your opponent's Pokemon, then that I means see, you. But yeah, the all based on participant text. becomes your opponent. Mm-hmm. Correct. Interesting. Uh, so, but yeah, that's Ligon pretty is much not it. For you in the TCG either. Does it at least have some cool trivia? It does have some cool trivia. Um, Flygon shares its categories with Zatu. They're both known as Mystic Pokemon in English and Spirit Pokemon in Japanese. Hmm. Um, like I said before, uh, Flygon is the only fully po- evolved Pokemon lacking a hidden ability. Um. So, Flygon has the same base attack as its Wait, uh, base it's form trap. It's not the only fully evolved Pokemon that doesn't have a hidden ability, I'm sure. That, or that evolves from a Pokemon with a hidden ability. Oh, yes. This so, was one of Scrum's trivia questions a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, all of uh, Vibrana's uh, base stats go up by exactly 30 points when it evolves in a Flygon, so that's kind of cool. Neat. It's pretty cool. Um... Its pre-evolutions are the only Dragon-type Pokemon belonging in the Bug Egg group. Oh. And according to Ken Sugimori in his interview in the t- Nintendo Dream Magazine, Flygon was intended to get a Mega Evolution in Pokemon X and Y, but the le- idea was later dropped due to him experiencing an artist block. And so, souls and artistic waves of thought and feelings. Mr. Ken Sugimori, please. We need Mega Flygon. And just for, you know, the obvious reasons of stating it, it's kind of a dragonfly. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Although I, the joke only was... really holds in your language. I hope you know. Well, yeah. I'm, whoa. Whoa. I'm sorry, Clothius. I did not mean to be English. <laughs> I did not mean to be English-centric on our podcast. I'm oh, so sorry. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, it's not like we do the podcast in English, right? No, it's not. What are no, not a funny thing, though? It's hmm. called Flygon in Japanese, too, so you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Flygon's name is actually derived from a combination of fly and dragon. Oh! Flygon. Wow. Bo right. always blows our mind with his trivia. <laughs> Thank you, Bo. Thank you for another epic instance of the okay. bow trivia. <laughs> yep. It does yeah. as well as Bokedex. Mm. Yeah, we might have to rename that to the Bokedex. <laughs> um, <laughs> he also wears super cool goggles, which we've said, but that's the most important thing about Flygon. No, is I that think he the has most important most... thing is that he looks like he's wearing goggles with footy pajamas. He yeah, no, pajamas. I did not even look at that footy pajamas until right now. He definitely is wearing pajamas. Isn't it adorable? I mean... That's weird. 
I'm just My staring at his feet right now. Is named Captain Fuji PJs. I mean, shortened. <laughs> of course, it's a bit of a long nickname. <laughs> Captain Fuji PJs. That's yep. cute. My brother had one named Captain Crunch for a while. It knew oh. Crunch. This was like in fifth gen, and it was pretty awful. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> well, in the sake of not being stuck on Flagon, I think that was our Pope of the episode. Yes. It I'm was. happy with I, it. I think I, I'm very happy with it. I will be happier with it when it gets Mega Evolution. But you're right. It is time to move on to the mailbag. Top of the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Taurus, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And I okay, whimsicott. It's on top it, of myself, and I'm very disappointed. Did you Hoops. did you put your hoof? Did you put your little hands together like hooves? No, because I am not that. Okay, well cool. then it's not right. I mean, it's part of it's kind of written into our contract with Green Taurus that you make the hoof gesture. The whimsical plushie uh, did it for me. My hands are already <laughs> hooves. I don't have to do anything. My hands are kind of permanently hooves. I have a not green Taurus addiction. I like Euro two a day. It does not at, permit green Taurus to be sold in stores. What? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They used the move. Used the move embargo. Yeah. I hated that. Exactly. But. Let's move on to the actual mailbags, and we will see if someone is worthy of the mighty and shiny Green Taurus badge today. Our first email is from Uncle Osherwood. Hey, how you all doing, my favorite podcasters ever? You all are my everyday, and when I'm not listening, I get really glum. Oh, your aura makes me happy and makes me want to jump for joy. Is that enough sucking up for the Green Taurus badge? No. <laughs> More I mean, sucking up. Honestly, in the past few weeks, there has been way more sucking up involved in winning the Green Taurus badge. <clears throat> On to the mailbag. My favorite bit of news is the Easter egg found in frame 116 of the Japanese footage. If you zoom all the way in on the left corner and turn it around, then set your internet browser to turn off JavaScript, and then open Puckle.com on a separate page, you will see something never before seen. A very blurry pixel. Some malware, because you close <laughs> JavaScript, and a great Puckle community website open on your browser. More sucking up. Soon that badge will be buying. <laughs> In seriousness, though, I love the Rotom in my Pokédex. Hashtag Rotom decks, hashtag suck up, hashtag congrats thatch, hashtag when you write a theory about Pokémon Sun and Moon and no one talks about it, hashtag I'm as sad as a popular hater, sent from my body, which was in fact ready. I'd just like to point out that he got our URL wrong. 
I was going to say that too. Yeah. <laughs> we are PuckelePodcast.com, not just Puckle.com. Might have art his chances for the Green Taurus badge. Hmm. We'll have to see. Uh, but do you want to catch this really quick one about Axonis? Because I think we have two people making the same point I was making to myself in the dark and empty void as I listened to the last episode. Wow. Yes. I will. Uh, this is from Axonis. Is that how you say it? Okay. Um, in the trivia, Thash said, Only two moves changed type after Gen 1, Gust and Karate Chop. He forgot uh, one was Bite, becoming a Dark-type attack. Tiredness is no excuse when you say you made sure to research it beforehand, Mr. Scientist. Uh, on another note, hopefully I'll manage to find the time to, take, uh, to make your Blastoise dream come true. I promised over a month ago. Alright, thanks, Axonis. secret thing. What might he be talking about? Will we ever find out? Stay is it the sunscreen Blastoise? I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> Gator, you want to catch this next one from Danny J? All right. From Danny J. Dear Thatch and co-host, if this is being read on the air. Well, it's fluffiest and fluffiest <laughs> and co-host today. First off, I'd like to thank you for a great podcast. I am a recent returnee to Pokemon after a hiatus after Gen 5. I was 13 at the time, and I thought that getting I was getting too old for Pokemon, which was rather dumb of me. I got back into it after my cousin, who is one of my best friends, started playing his Diamond version again and challenged me to a battle. I got back into Pokemon through training my team for that battle. After defeating him, I was looking for more ways to have fun through Pokemon, and I tried my hand at competitively battling on Showdown, but the team I used was not cutting it. I used a Magmortar, Spiritomb, Umbreon, Metagross, uh, Gyarados and Gengar team, which worked for my friendly battle in Gen 4 games, but did not fit well in today's meta. This is where Puckle comes in. I do a lot of work outdoors as I do lawn work as my summer job and listen to podcasts, mostly sports ones, before Puckle. And that's why I listened to while I worked. I haphazardly searched Pokemon into the podcast search bar and found Puckle. It has provided great entertainment for me as I work, and the competitive team battling podcast has really helped me improve um, my competitive battling as I am now consistently laddering up to battling in the 1200s on Showdown. I know that probably sounds not good at all, but it's a... To me, it's a step in the right direction. I wish that I could have taken place in the Summer League, but since I hadn't played Pokemon in years, I didn't have the needs for a 3DS, and therefore I'm a little behind the times. I did just purchase one, though, so I'm hoping to join future tournaments to improve my skills. Anyway, thank you for a great podcasting community. And just as a side note, um, if you are getting into it and you do need help, um, just give us a shout. Like we still got six weeks left in the league. You can easily hop right in. Um, if you need help reading or whatever, just ask. Um, Absolutely. Back to the email. Uh, now on to the mailbag section. I'll try to keep this part short since the above section was quite long. The piece of news I'm most excited about is the revealing of the Alola region's geography. I cannot wait to return to the new region. My favorite new region so far has been Hoenn, and I feel that the Sun and Moon region will be similar to that in many ways. Anyways, thanks again, Danny J. Oh. We help someone! Yay! Yes. <laughs> Yay! You're very welcome, Danny. Okay, I'll catch this next one from Feldo, who, like Axonis and me, had qualms about the last trivia challenge. Hey, Paco! I imagine you've already been told this, but concerning your trivia challenge this week, the move Bite could also have worked as a normal type move that changed types after Gen 1. 
However, you did specify that the moves you were looking for were flying and fighting type, so I'll go ahead and assume you knew this. Keep it up with the great content. Feldo. Well, if you want to be generous, you can assume that Thatch knew. <laughs> Bo, do you um, want to catch this next one from Captain Gravy? I have to find... Yes, I do. Um... Um, yes. Guys. Alright. Ahoy, Pucko Landlubbers. Captain Gravy here. I just wanted to start by congratulating Snag and Space Cow on earning the Caracas badge this past Saturday. Especially Space Cow. Let's just say luck was not on his side during our first match. These are two worthy foes that every gym leader should watch out for during the Summer League. You guys? You need to watch out for uh, the Space Cow. I had to use it as a villain in a show once, actually. As for me favorite piece of news, I think the Rotom Pokedex has a lot of potential. It excites me to see old Pokemon used in new and clever ways. I also... Oh, I wonder, though, if uh, Ash gets one in the anime and it can talk, what purpose will Meowth play? It's been translating for years, and it would be said that function taken from him. Rocket doesn't do much anymore anyways. Finally, I wanted to congratulate Thatch, who I know is listening to make sure that the radio tower does not burn down in its absence. That was one time, okay? One time. There was a fire the radio tower, okay? Can we get over that? Thank you. Um, I wish you so much happiness in marriage and future family. I know everyone involved in Puckle really appreciates all that you do and is excited for this chapter in your Hashtag Toast Batch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if he didn't have it already, I'd give it to him just for the pun. I would give it to him for the entire mailbag. I well, mean, it is a, it is a good. Fire? That's classified information. I don't know how he got that. <laughs> this is interesting. Okay, but one time. <laughs> and we all know that it was Ethan's fault. I mean, it's... Scissor and I were there, but, like, we turned our backs for one minute. I mean, I know it wasn't my fault. I wasn't there yet. <laughs> the SS uh, Gravy has left the harbor. Captain Gravy. Ahoy. Ahoy. You want to catch this next one from Evie Light? All right. Hello, Puckle Crew. I want to say congratulations on having such a great podcast. I know they couldn't do it without me. Um... <laughs> I haven't missed a single episode since the last time I wrote in. I've been learning a lot from the TCG podcast, and I really enjoy the host's enthusiasm from the movie podcast. You hear that, Ethan? We have somebody that likes it. All right. <laughs> so I won't ramble too long and get to the mailbag. My favorite piece of news, aside from the starters, I would say is the reveal of more islands in the Alola region. Having separate islands makes me believe each will have its own ecosystem and climates, which may result in Pokemon from one island being completely different from the next. So maybe not all Pokemon will be tropical-themed. That is all. Keep up the good work, and congrats to Thatch on getting married. Eevee Light. Eevee number one. P.S. I have to ask, does it bother anyone else that Solgaleo, the beast that devours the sun, is fire weak to fire-type attacks? It bothers uh, yeah, the bothers. entirety of Reddit. Yeah, it Your bothers people. a lot of people. <laughs> okay, this one is mine. And rather appropriately, the subject is Thatchless. This is from Minor Manectric. Dear co-hosts, 
I wanted to congratulate you on managing to get an episode out sans king, cool trainer Thatch. I thought about putting a bunch of hashtag Ruth Thatch comments since he is gone, but then I realized that he can still read the email or hear the episode later. So, hey, Thatch is a pretty cool guy, yeah? I believe that since he and Misty are in the Alola region and couldn't be here for the episode, they were responsible for the Koro Korlik's We should totally ask Thatch if this is the case. Good old Thatch just cannot remove himself from Buckle for more than a week. Mailbag. I think the most recent Rock Dog Pokemon is reminiscent of the Puchiana line. I just hope it is competitively viable at some point. Any great. Great job holding down the Ford co-hosts. Minor Manectric. How does he know that without listening to the episode? I mean, I'm grateful for the trust, but... Mm. <laughs> Well, thank you, Minor Manectric. Thank you for the vote of confidence. <laughs> Bo, do you want to catch this last email from our Sigma? I would love to. <clears throat> Pucklonians. No, Pucklinians. Yeah, it's not the onions, it's an Indian. Uh, Pucklinians. Yo, my favorite piece of news is that there will be mission markers on the map. This hopefully means we'll have some solid post-game content. Imagine a Delta episode-like story for each of the four islands. Cough, Zygarde, cough. Uh, that could then accumulate into uh, in a massive quest spanning all the islands. You could probably use these missions to bring back old villainous team admins like Rocket's Apollo, Plasma's Colress, who was last... Oh goodness! Did we lose Bo? Uh, Charon? Uh, Am I? Bo? Do not. Can you? Can you hear me? We Hello. We lost you at Colrus. Bo. In the arms of the angels. Far away. Hello. Are we here? I'm here. I'm here. Can oh you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm here. Zach, I'm here. I'm here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we know. found him. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I could. Uh, Rotom specialist Sharon. I could not have lived <laughs> with losing both <laughs> if, you and Thatch in the same week. Could you please repeat from Plasma's chorus on? Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. You could probably use these missions to bring back old villainous team admins like Rocket's Apollo, Plasma's Colress, who was last seen studying the stones near Geosenge Town. And maybe we could even see the Rotom specialist, Charon, uh, which would be really cool considering the Rotom love we're getting. Yeah. Um, I'm also intrigued with the QR codes, only in the hope that you can shinify the Pokemon with them. Hmm. Poll update. Archaeops fell like a lead balloon in the popularity contest's final results, just out of the top 30. But, uh, but good on to Magnemite making top 25. Did the it? coil lives on, apparently. R Sigma relapsed Magnemite coiler. Uh, P.S. At least the most recent exchange found HP fire IVs. Hmm. <laughs> That's good. Does Viger know that Magnemite got such a high number of votes? He'll be thrilled. Anyway, yeah. that was our last mailbag. So, who deserves the mailbag badge? Uh, Thatch. Thatch. <laughs> I, you know what? I totally agree with this. We are giving the mailbag back to Thatch. 
We miss you, and this is our wedding present to you. Exactly. (laughs) It's something that you made and give away all the time. It might as well be a Witchmaker Jirachi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he doesn't have one for himself. That you go ahead and you go on to PucklePodcast.com and you submit for that email badge. (laughs) Congratulations, (laughs) Thatch, on your very first Green Taurus badge. Yay. No, but seriously, there were a couple of people who we liked, but they already have the badge. So, <laughs> so, so there we go. Badge. Everyone else, go. try harder. Um, cough, suck up more, cough. Yeah, yeah, you were one tiny step from making it. If you had gotten the URL right. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, it's those little tiny mistakes. I mean, you're close to victory there. We That's just we'll push you to perfection. Yes. All right. There we go. We almost made it through an entire Thatchless episode. And if you would like to write into the mailbag for next week, our mailbag question is... I kind of already said that, but we have two questions. The first is, who is your favorite champion in the Pokemon games? And the second is... Gator? Why... Is this episode better than literally everything that Thatch is on? Let's go ahead and send us your emails. I think the actual second question was a different <laughs> one. Mm, well, what? Look That's the one I remember. Find it. That's the one I remember. I think these guys are trying to fool me, but I will not be fooled. I know it's there. It's just that I don't remember it. So, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I am the fluffiest whimsicott. Oh, I am Bosephus. And I have been Gator. And it's finally closing time.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 